You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. And I'm Gordy, owner of boxes and nothing else. <laughs> That's a bold uh, decorating scheme that you have. Your stuff goes away when it's in a box. That's true. Like it might, it might as well be sealed away from reality. Yeah, and really. Boxes are like the most modular thing that you can decorate with. So it is. There's there's a lot of them. They have different designs on them, like like paintings. They are kind of paintings in a way, I guess. In, that in a sense. Sort of squares with pictures. Sometimes. Even if the picture is just brown. There have uh, been whole galleries where the paintings are all just a solid color, so why not? Yeah, great. Love it. Moving, yeah. Moving, moving is kind of a bleak experience because sometimes you have to go to Target to buy a single bowl. <laughs> Because all of your kitchen stuff is packed up and you cannot be bothered to <laughs> dig it back out. It is easier to take a trip to a big box retail store, stand in line, make a purchase, and then come home for your cereal? I mean, not solely one bowl, but in in addition to some other things. It's like, you know what? I miscalculated. I am going to need one bowl for like the next week. And then you throw it on the ground when you're done. You do you do smash it. It's like it's like a paper bowl, but ceramic, and you have to break it. But I, I do I do that anyway. I don't like reusing bowls. Unhygienic. Yeah, they say you can wash them, but I don't trust that the dishwashers really get in there. So I just I don't advise it. I I tend to just ruin them. Well, while you prepare to to move to a new new place how about i take you away from it all for a little bit <laughs> it's that easy huh and um uh, yeah it's like a mind move you just sweep us away with whimsy hey you pack you pack all of your uh, better judgments into a box where it doesn't exist anymore and then you listen to me for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> a practice we've engaged in for low so many years now <laughs> um so today we are going to be telling a story that most of you have heard of, uh, but you probably have not heard this version of it. Are you familiar with a little fellow named Aladdin? Love that guy. There's new songs in the in the Real People one. Are there? Are they any good? I don't know. I heard one and I did not recognize it and then I turned it off. There's no Robin Williams in this. We're done. <laughs> Uh, I just as a as a PSA, if someone mm-hmm. says, "Hey, I really like this Disney song from Aladdin," and you go, "I don't remember that one," it's because they wrote new ones. What are the chances of that specific 
encounter happening, do you think? For me, it is apparently 100% because it did just happen. <laughs> because it did just happen. So based on And that, this person said it was their favorite? Yeah, like their favorite. From the Dis- Aladdin. Their favorite Disney song was, was was this new one from Aladdin. I was like, From a couple years ago. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember that. Is that like... Yeah, I had no memory of it. Like pulled it I don't up know, on that YouTube. feels like recency bias to me. Yeah, pulled it up on YouTube. You're like, did I, do I just... Did I just forget this? And no, it it is it is new. Is it good? It's fine. I don't I don't know <laughs> that I really absorbed much other than this was not in the cartoon. And I turned it off after like a minute. I don't know. It was it was it was okay. I feel like my chances of that encounter are pretty low cuz I try generally to to hang out with people who really appreciate the original artistry of the animated films and do not see the need to recreate them with real people like that legitimizes them somehow. It's very low for me because I don't hang out with people. That too. Pretty much the only human interaction I have anymore is the podcast that I do on the weekends. That <laughs> seems like it seems like enough for anyone. It's about enough for me, yeah. It uh it's I, I start to hit the limit at the end of the weekend, and then I have the whole week to prepare for the next one. I have to remember to go in next Tuesday and teach people again, and that'll be that'll probably like suck up any extra social juices I've got. <laughs> I have until September to like to expand my ability to absorb social juices. Is is there like a sort of weight training that we can assist you with in that regard? Um. Should we put on several funny hats over the course of this episode so that we appear as though we are different people to you? Uh, if you could, like, occasionally just fuck up Photoshop by clicking on some random things. Oh, Carmen can do. <laughs> and, and interrupt Professionally, me. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Interrupt me partway through to be like, um, something's broken. Uh, and then I can just tell you to uh, control D, which fixes... Like eighty percent of the problems. My toolbar's dead. Do you mean it's gone? No, it's dead. <laughs> I've murdered it with a knife. All right, we'll just reset. It's like no, I've uninstalled Photoshop. <laughs> no, the toolbar's family's having a funeral right now in Photoshop. <laughs> the the only thing that anybody who wants to work in visual effects, I would say any kind of visual art, needs to know is render clouds in photoshop (laughs) that's the pinnacle that is that is like the rosetta stone for all visual art and it and i think is about 90 percent of it it's good advice it just make a make a pattern done it's about as good as advice as gordy can give us without giving us the advice he definitely can't give us about yeah perspective (laughs) yeah i mean obviously i'm leaving out something there's an extra 10 percent in there but that 10 percent is how i make my money these days (laughs) so what's going on with the (laughs) lad oh yeah he's one jump ahead of the breadline i know that much was it breadline yeah did he get arrested he's one swing ahead of the sword bread yeah well they tried they sure tried I thought that was Les Mis. A lot well, he of did people get arrested, get arrested for, for bread. bread. Yeah. Aladdin was too quick. All all musical theater 
compresses into one dimensional space for me and basically gets fed into my my brain in binary lame is is the nelson mandela aladdin (laughs) excuse me it's it's the alternate universe aladdin where he did get caught and arrested oh okay i okay that that took a minute to parse (laughs) yeah it's the berenstain mandela aladdin got got it okay two two sides of the same coin (laughs) aladdin they they tried to arrest aladdin for the bread but he did get away and then he passed that hot bread off on some children so that he couldn't be culpable for it anymore very wise it's basically like laundering bread yeah he laundered bread into street kids (laughs) so this is uh it's gonna sound a little more unfamiliar Mm -hmm. this version of aladdin now i have heard some other different versions of aladdin before Okay, what what have you heard? Uh, so there's the one where he is a book and a girl with glasses in the future in overalls. Uh, I forget how this even... There's time travel involved. Uh, he shows up and uh, they go into books together to stop Scheherazade from Is this the ruining... page master? It's basically the page master, but they put Aladdin in it. It's not the page master. Remember, Gordy, do you remember Tyler had a birthday once? <laughs> and... Remember my one birthday? <laughs> and, yeah. And for that, we allowed him to open up his vault of horrors <laughs> and have a movie marathon of Tyler-picked animated films. Uh, I yeah. believe this is one the of The good those. stuff. Not the stuff you hear about on Disney+. Plus. The stuff that has like frames that they didn't bother finish coloring. <laughs> I can't remember if that was this one or not, because it did just... This this is a movie where, uh, to simulate a horse carriage shaking, uh, they just tilt the images on screen, and you can see, like, the black gutters of where they just don't have picture anymore, because they're just tilting it back and forth, as if it is shaking. So yeah, that's a a good, very official source of, of Aladdin mythos. I've also heard sometimes he's got a ring that has a genie in it, too. Is this one of those? Uh, this is actually one of those, kind of. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so, one one hit, one miss <laughs> in, in your prior research. Honestly, for me, pretty good. <laughs> um, so, this was suggested to us by Millipedish, a name that should strike fear in your hearts. Always does. Uh, and sourced from not only does the name strike fear the first syllable does <laughs> I, I start the m- and it hurts yeah. like, uh, oh no uh, sh- shivers shivers uh and just as a heads up this might be a two-parter because it i started going and then it kept going and then it didn't stop and there were a couple times where i thought it was going to but those were lies and so, so to cleanse your palate you read rutabaga tales <laughs> Yeah, I had to fix it with Rutabaga. Um, so just be aware of that. But yeah, this one's sourced from World of Tales. And there's a lot about Aladdin that we don't know. So are you ready to to meet once, like, all fresh and, and new? That... I'm eager to learn. I've spent a lot of time with Aladdin in Kingdom Hearts, but there's always more you can learn about a person. It's true. Um, there's neither a, a Robin Williams nor a Will Smith in this one. So this is its own own thing you'll have to figure how about out. a xehanort there might be a xehanort all right i'll keep what? my eyes peeled 
should we, should we get um, should we get the Kingdom Hearts Aladdin grounding first? What do you want to know? Give me anything. Give me give me a, a, a taste of what that's like. As with all Kingdom Hearts things, it's just the plot of the movie, but they put an anime boy in the middle of it, and he's fighting shadow monsters. Mm. Okay. Does Aladdin do anything different? At the end, Jasmine gets stolen because she's a princess of heart. We've been over this, but uh, Aladdin wants to go, and everyone just kind of arbitrarily says, no, you can't. It would it would mess everything up. But then Genie gets to go, so it's kind of... Uh, <laughs> Kind of confusing what the rules are. He's an extra-dimensional being, so they can't really keep him out of places. Yeah, are you going to tell him to stop? Alright, so, Aladdin and the Wonderful Lamp. Once there was a poor tailor, and being a folktale, and this being the first character mentioned, he doesn't matter. He has a son named Aladdin. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and Aladdin was careless and idle, and he spent all day playing in the streets with little idle boys like himself. <laughs> Basically, they started a uh, a K-pop band together. I yes, just idle, a bunch yes. of little idle boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and this grieved the father so much that he yeah, died. it would me it would me too. <laughs> Listening to K-pop day in and day out while I'm trying to tail. That's the verb, right? Yeah, you tail a shirt. <laughs> um, so he died of the grief of his <laughs> of his boy being either a K-pop idol or folktale times equivalent of of a kid who just like plays games all day. That is an extreme response. Those yeah. are the only only two jobs we're gonna have in the future. <laughs> K-pop idol and video game star. Yeah. We get yeah, closer probably. and closer every week. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, usually it's like it's it's not the the father figure or the male figure that dies from extreme emotion. So, like, props to this one for gender equality and yeah. What is he a lady in dramatic deaths? Um, and what kind of fighting? man has grief at all? <laughs> you should have a mustache instead of grief. You grow you grow facial and, hair to hide all biceps. the feelings. <laughs> facial hair and biceps. Just <laughs> bottle all your grief into your pectorals. Yeah, that's that's where you like you shove it down until it solidifies, and then you hide any of the leaking with facial hair. Um, Mask your tears with sweat from your workout. So, in spite of Aladdin's mother's tears, um, probably split somewhere between grieving for the father's death and also for her k-pop gamer sons he just behavior. can't stop yeah um she's crying they asked him not praise. to sing at the funeral but he he did he just he would not mend his ways uh so one day when he was dicking around in the streets some more a stranger asked him his age and if he was uh, the son of mustafa the tailor i uh, and Aladdin says yeah but like that guy died two whole sentences ago, so I don't... Where you been? Yeah. Um, so I don't know how much Aladdin has mourned the loss of Mustafa the tailor, his father. Um, 
probably he's just happy to have someone not berating him at dinner every night. Like, how many jobs did you apply to? You can't make it in the music industry. <laughs> uh, the stranger, who was a famous African magician, fell on Aladdin's neck and kissed him and said, I'm your uncle. I knew you immediately from your likeness to, to my brother. Uh, so go run along home and tell your mom that I'm coming for, for a visit. I don't believe this guy for a second. Yeah, why not? Because he's a magician. Oh, that's fair. And that's just a personal policy of mine. Don't trust a magician? No, they're all illusions and tricks. Well, Aladdin ran home and he told his mom about his surprise uncle and she said, Huh, your father did have a brother, but I always thought he was dead. So she made dinner and sent Aladdin to find the uncle so that he could give him directions to the house, I assume. Um, and the guy came by with a bunch of wine and fruit. And he fell down and kissed the place where his brother used to sit, and he told Aladdin's mom, Don't be surprised you haven't met me. Uh, it's I've been like 40 years out in the country. I might as well not have existed that whole time. You know how it is. We don't have email. <laughs> so he asked Aladdin his trade, and the boy hung his head while his mother burst into tears. <laughs> what do you do? I'm a K-pop singer. And then crying. <laughs> Uh, so after learning that Aladdin did the folklore equivalent of playing video games all day, he offered to take up a shop for him and stock it with merch so Aladdin would have a job. What kind of merch? Um, maybe like cool K-pop merch. You think he has a mixtape? Aladdin? Yeah, and is that relevant to K-pop? <laughs> um, he might, and it might not be. <laughs> Which is maybe why... He's he's not making it in the K-pop world. I think all mixtapes have moved on to like SoundCloud or something like that these days. Probably. He has a MySpace where he <laughs> he has the his one song that he's managed to put together just playing on loop. Um, so the next day, the uncle. Uh, bought Aladdin a fine suit of clothes and took him all over the city, showing him the sights of like, the place that he lives, I guess. <laughs> and has never been, or has been, and this is just annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's either really annoying, or he's lived in the city this whole time and he never saw the aquarium. Either way. <laughs> um, they have a, a nice vac like staycation tour of the city, and then he comes home at nightfall and his mother was overjoyed to see her son, like, wearing a suit for the first time. Like, oh my god, you're not in your, like, ratty t-shirt with that video game character I don't understand. <laughs> you are wearing a tie. A folklore tie. Finally, you will make something of yourself, my son. So the next day, the magician led Aladdin to some beautiful gardens, which were a long way outside the city gates. Never let him take you to a second location. They sat by a fountain, and the magician pulled a cake from his girdle and divided it between them. I don't like that. You don't, you don't like girdle cakes? I don't like girdle cakes. That's the wrong the wrong way around. Well, it's fine, because it turns out this was not relevant, and they journeyed onwards until they had almost reached the mountains. And Aladdin was tired and, I think, probably confused about what the hell they're doing out here. Like, we visited the gardens, we ate cake. None of this is a store or merch, so I'm not entirely sure what's happening. Can we go home now? 
Um, but the magician beguiled him with pleasant stories and led him on. That's how magicians get you. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what I've done to you guys for the past six, seven years. Are you telling me you're a magician? I can neither confirm nor deny that. You have to tell me if you're a magician. It's entrapment. That is that is actual. When people say that about police, they mean magicians because that is actually the <laughs> the re- the real law of this land. Uh, at last, they came to two mountains divided by a narrow valley. We will go no further," said the false uncle. Dun dun dun. Knew it. That's will... that's a that's a cool trick. Amab. What? Amab. Amab. All magicians All... are bastards. Yes, <laughs> I knew it. I feel like the story could probably have revealed the false uncle thing, like in the sentence that he was introduced in, or. Or organically later. Like, if you're going to do a bait and switch, like, dun-dun-dun. Yeah, this is a weird place to just kind of do it. Yeah, you don't just sort of give up on your ruse halfway through it before anything has actually happened. It kind of feels like like the teller was like, most of you have probably figured this out already, so I'm not going to belabor it anymore. You think Let's all just get on the same page. Yeah, you heard he's a magician, you know. You think that moment uh, hits a lot harder, like, in person around the campfire? Probably. Because you could put a lot of, like, gravitas behind it. Yeah. So if I had delivered it smarter? Yeah, give it another take. All right. I'll definitely edit the other one out. Sure, yeah, I I believe you. I'll definitely check up on that. (laughs) At last they came to a town... Uh, they came to two mountains divided by a narrow valley. We will go no further, said the false uncle. Shit! Oh. Yeah, see that? Are you that kidding put, me? That put a little tingle in my spine. <sighs> I will show you something wonderful. He but said first, falsely. Yes. <laughs> but first go pick up sticks while I kindle a fire. That part's true. He yeah. does need the sticks. Yeah, sticks are, are important. So when the fire was lit, the magician threw on it a powder and said some magical words. Do we get to know any of those? Nah, so they're just they're the magical ones. It's like how you can't, you know, put instructions for building an explosive on YouTube. They're not gonna put the magical words in the story. Well, there are three of us, so let's each pick a magical word. And that will be what he said. Wants to go first. Porbus. Orbis? Porbus. Does it have to be canonically magical? No, just whatever feels magic to you. Griddle cake. And please, the most magical word. <laughs> Porbus griddle cake, please. <laughs> um, and the earth trembled and opened in front of them. Upon the, that very specific statement. I feel like this um, could have just been an open sesame. And it revealed a square flat stone with a brass ring in the middle that you could pull to raise it. Aladdin tried to run away because this That's man weird. made an earthquake with <laughs> a magical incantation that included the word griddle cake. Um, it's but a good magician, fight or flight response to that, I think. Yeah, good instincts. Uh, but the magician caught him and gave him a blow that knocked him down. What have I done, uncle? He whined, and the magician then switched to kinder tones and said, Fear nothing, but do obey me. Uh, 
beneath this stone lies a treasure which is to be yours and no one else may touch it, so you need to do exactly what I say. At the word treasure, Aladdin forgot his fears and also probably the <laughs> ringing pain in his head. Ooh, he, I like that. I, ooh, yes. I uh, grasped the, the ring. As Money, he was please. Told, and he said the names of his father and grandfather and the stone came up easily and the steps appeared below it. The magician told him that at the bottom of the steps, there's an open door leading into three large halls. Tuck up your gown and go through without touching anything. Because um, if you do, you will die instantly. Do not touch that monkey, Ruby. It will melt. Um, he told him that the halls lead into a garden of fine fruit trees. Walk on until you come to a niche in a terrace where stands a lighted lamp. Pour out the oil it contains and bring it to me. Then he gave a ring from his finger to Aladdin and bid him prosper. Uh-huh. Go fetch me a thing here. Hold this ring. So does he... What, what kind of story are we in? Is this one where he carefully does each instruction, or does he ignore all of them? Because it's either or. Actually, it's not either or. Ooh. Aladdin Come found... again? Twists? Aladdin found everything, as the magician said. But he did also gather some fruit off the trees, which he wasn't supposed to do, but nothing happened. He got the lamp and he made it back to the mouth of the cave, no problem. Is the fruit ever remarked on again? A little bit. How so? Uh, Tyler. I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and that's illegal. Get your crime weaving under control. Um, so the magician cried out in a great hurry for him to make haste and give him the lamp, which we do recall from the film. Love that part. Uh, Aladdin refused to do so until he was out of the cave, so the magician threw a temper tantrum, tossed more powder on the fire, and made the stone roll back into place. Which seems like short-sighted. Very, extremely, intensely short-sighted. That's the opposite of everything that you wanted. Like, you just had to wait a couple more minutes for the man to, to get to the entrance. You went through all this trouble, you bought him a suit... Like, you took days on this plan, and then the last minute, you you have the all-or-nothing tantrum response. got so angry that you bury him alive. Uh, then the magician left Persia forever, which, as <laughs> the, the jury can plainly see, proves that he is no uncle of Aladdin's, but in fact a cunning magician who had read in his magic books about a wonderful lamp that would make him the most powerful man in the world, and though he alone knew where to find it, he could only receive it from the hand of another. Um... Obviously, and he picked the idiot Aladdin for this purpose, intending to get the lamp and kill him afterwards. But when, when the boy wouldn't hand it over immediately, um, he gave up on the plan forever and, and just left the country. Um, did he just get lucky on like picking a kid who had an uncle he'd never met before? Maybe he heard like a lot of rumors because maybe a lot of neighbors were really sick of hearing Aladdin's K-pop rehearsals alone in the streets. Did he read about the tailor's death in the paper, in the obit, and learned that uh, he had a brother who had also passed away? But it was unclear if he had passed away. There's a lot. Because he, he, he knew the tailor by name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, there are a lot of holes in this. Um, well, apparently it doesn't matter because he leaves forever. Yeah, he just throws a tantrum and runs away. So he's <laughs> By able Jafar. To, to meticulously plan a bunch of stuff, but can't follow through. Maybe he's afraid of success, you know? That could be. That like being got sense. so close, got so close, and it really just freaked him out. Yeah. Um, Could he so... handle being a K-pop star? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was all just a big K-pop rivalry. That's what the story of Aladdin's really about. It's just a webtoon. <laughs> um, so for two days, Aladdin remained in the dark, crying and missing his games of Call of Duty or his, you know k-pop whatever stuff that he was doing in the streets and at last he clasped his hands in prayer and in doing so he accidentally rubbed the ring that the magician gave him uh which the magician had forgotten to take from him in his temper tantrum yeah and from the ring an enormous and frightful genie rose out of the earth and said hey what do you want but but he did it in like a jack nicholson voice right yeah I am the slave of the ring, and I will obey thee in all things. And then he said that part like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sure, sure, yeah. This genie is played by every actor Tyler can think of in a short span of time. No, these are all references in the film Aladdin. Are they? Oh, right, right, right. right, Yeah, they they could not stop Robin Williams from doing, (laughs) doing his thing. They could not contain his power. It is a, a fearful one. An uncontrollable thing. So Aladdin fearlessly replied, Deliver me from this place. And then the earth opened and he found himself outside. Why did the magician give him this ring at all? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's not like he needed a... You know how you have to like give your ID card or some kind of collateral before you... Uh, rent a game at a convention or something. Mm-hmm. Like it would make sense if it was something like that, where Aladdin didn't trust him, but Aladdin was a, an idiot and was like, "Oh, treasure! I will ignore the fact that you just smacked me upside the head and that I met you three days ago, and I will c- climb into this hole that you just magically opened into the ground." It, it would make more sense if um, Aladdin was just kind of like a little shit and like swiped it when the magician wasn't aware. Yeah, a lot of things would make more sense. Nothing the magician does <laughs> makes makes any sense. Um, but as soon as Aladdin's eyes could handle the light of outside, he went home and then fainted on the threshold. So he made it directly home and then gave up. There's a lot of uh, people almost reaching their goals and then giving up at the last moment. <laughs> it is the a story. theme. Yeah. Um, when he came to, he told his mother everything that had happened and showed her the lamp and the fruits, which were actually precious stones, and then he asked for a snack. He said, I can't eat these. They're precious stones, actually. But I am hungry, so can you make me a snack, mommy? Um, so the mother says, well, there's nothing in the house, but I did spin a little cotton this morning, so maybe I can sell that for Lunchables or something. (laughs) And Aladdin's like, no, 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 keep your cotton. I know it must be precious to you. We'll sell the lamp instead. Not these precious stones. No, we're keeping those. We keep the stones and we keep the cotton. (laughs) That's a status symbol. Yeah. But this lamp can go. 
I'm going to get those pizza Lunchables. doesn't even have oil in it anymore. (laughs) Well, the lamp was dirty, so she began to rub it to make it look a little nicer so it could fetch a little more money. And then a hideous genie appeared and asked what she would have. And this one talks like Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, She fainted right away, but Aladdin snatched the lamp from her and said boldly, Bring me a snack. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that he is, like, the specific brand of idiot that cannot be phased by things. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, he wants stuff and it does not matter how it happens for him. Strange men appearing out of trinkets. This means nothing to me. I'm hungry. I need a snack. My father's death did not faze me. My false, false uncle's betrayal did not faze me. You guys are definitely not going to faze me. I want Cheez-Its. <laughs> so the genie left and returned with a silver bowl, 12 silver plates of rich meat, two silver cups, and two bottles of wine. Does this dude know the fuck what a snack is? <laughs> That's Yeah, that is quite a snack. This must be, like, what King's snacks are like. So his mother came, too. I like to think that he just kind of left her on the floor. Yeah, he was busy. (laughs) Yeah, he just wanted to get a snack. Just munch a crunching. But she's up and she's like, where the fuck did all this come from? And Aladdin says, don't question, just eat some meat. So she's like, okay, fine. And they sit at breakfast until it's dinner time. And then Aladdin's like, oh yeah, this is all from the lamp. (laughs) <laughs> by the um, way so they just didn't talk about anything for the entire day of eating meat yes busy eating <laughs> that comes first if it was all the meat it, like if there was nothing but meats that they were eating and wine they're gonna have a rough time in the privy later that's a problem for later we're eating right now we could probably ask a genie to solve it <laughs> we probably will we bring, have two of them. Bring me a modium. <laughs> uh, so his mother begged him to sell the lamp and have nothing to do with devils. Nah, said Aladdin. <laughs> no, I want to do... I want a lot to do with devils, actually. <laughs> like, pretty much everything to do with devils. I'm pretty into devils right now, actually, Ma. <laughs> So, since Chance has made us aware of the lamp's virtues, we're going to use it, and also this ring, like, all the time. That's my new job, is owner of magic trinkets. Ring stuff. I'm going to summon both at the same time and make them compete over wishes. (laughs) Amp to amp genie wishes? Yeah. Which one of you can please me more? That one gets to stay out longer. (laughs) The other one, you go back into your trinket. Uh, so when they've eaten their way through the genie's grocery trip, Aladdin sold the silver plates until they were out of them, and then they had to ask the genie for more, and this is how they lived for many years. It's a living. <laughs> One day, Aladdin heard an order from the sultan that demanded that everyone was to stay at home and close their shutters while the princess, his daughter, went to and from the bath. Excuse this me. has never happened before? She has had one bath her entire life, and now it's it's quarantine time for the town. Is it a far walk? Maybe, um, 
Maybe the regular baths, like the castle baths, were under renovation or they had a pipe burst or something. Mm, That makes sense. For the first time in her life, she has to go to the The AP public public baths. And so the king's like, all right, well, we'll just make sure that nobody sees this. So Aladdin hears this and he's like, well, damn, I want to see some hot princess face. But this is difficult because she always goes veiled. Like... There's a lot of protection that the king goes into to make sure that nobody sees this woman. Mm-hmm. We're um, not even certain this isn't just like a goat in clothing. <laughs> or several owls dressed as a lady. <laughs> I wanna I wanna read a story about a princess who has actually several owls stacked on top of each other. That is kind dress. of our go to to spruce up any story, really. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's our weird secret desire is to see a stack of owls making their way through life. Uh, so, ignoring the orders to shutter the windows and stay at home, uh, Aladdin goes and hides himself behind the door of the bath and peeped through the chink. Uh, the princess, as she walked in, lifted her veil and... She was not a goat or many owls, but in fact, a straight hottie. A snack, if you will. Indeed. Even better than genie snacks. If you can believe it. Aladdin fell in love with her on sight, which is a weird way of describing a boner. Um, And he went home, and his mother was very worried about this change in him. (laughs) That's normal. How old is Aladdin? Unclear. In, in this circumstance, like teen, teen, something. Probably, probably He's K-pop teen. aged. Yeah, it seems normal. So he tells his mom all about his heart on for the princess, and that now he can't live without her, and he's going to ask his father or her father for uh, her hand in marriage. That's the non-normal part, though. You don't talk to your mom about that. Give her me, King Danny. His mother burst out laughing, which is a normal mother response, I think, (laughs) to to something like this. Um, Like, oh, you're going to marry the princess, are you? Okay. All right, hon. Yep. Just go do the dishes, all right? Good joke. Um, But Aladdin kept begging her to go before the sultan with his request. Uh, She makes the executive decision that if she's going to do this, to get her son to lay off and stop being obnoxious. She is going to also bring with her the magic fruits from the enchanted garden uh, as like a buffer to try and please the sultan before. Precious stones will do that, yeah. Yeah. Like, here's some nice rocks. Please don't kill me when I ask you my son's stupid request. Yeah, we're gonna... I'm about about to say some straight bullshit to you. (laughs) So here's a present in advance for you tolerating that. (laughs) The Grand Vizier and the Lords of the Council had just gone in as she entered the hall, and she placed herself in front of the Sultan, who took no notice of her. She's got too much peasant on her, and his vision's based on riches. <laughs> she goes every day for a week and stands in the exact same place. I like the, like, it's in front of him. I like to imagine that that's like a few feet in front of him. When the council broke up on the sixth day, the sultan said to his vizier, Man, there's a weird woman every day coming in here carrying something in a napkin. 
Have you noticed that? That's been like, she just stands like right in front of my chair all day. I didn't see her at first because uh, she didn't have money on her and she didn't sparkle with gemstones. So I like did not recognize her as anything other than another piece of furnishing. Um, but after a while, like, it kind of dawned on me that that was the shape of a human person. <laughs> um, maybe we should like figure out what's going on. Can you, uh, can you call her up next time so we can figure out what the hell's in that napkin? And also, why she's coming in here like some kind of weird chair? A lot of questions. A lot of questions. Uh, so the next day she was called up and she knelt until the sultan told her to rise and tell him what what she wanted. Um, but I like to think that he kept her kneeling for like a dumb amount of time. <laughs> just like observing this like, this is the weirdest chair I've ever seen uh, she hesitated so the sultan sent away everyone but him and the vizier so that she could speak more freely and he promised to forgive her anything she might say like, I don't care how dumb it is I just have a lot of questions please please just give me answers so she's like, okay, well, my idiot son has a boner for your daughter, and I prayed for him to just forget about it, but he threatened to do some desperate deed if I refused to ask your majesty for the hand of the princess. Um, so I'm here to keep him from doing dumb shit, and I, I we're all just waiting <clears throat> for the teenage years to pass, but in the meantime, <laughs> I just pray that you forgive me, and also my ding-dong boy, Aladdin. That is... I think how we all feel. Just hunker down and wait for the teenage years to pass. <laughs> we'll get. They through do this. have to eventually. Yeah, we'll get through this. He'll understand some things better on the other side. Uh, I just need to keep him from doing something stupid enough to get him killed. <laughs> but for the meantime, we're in for a long storm. <laughs> uh, so the Sultan then asked kindly what she had in the napkin, which is probably what his king brain is truly focused on this entire time like the furniture's carrying a thing i don't know what the thing is but i assume i want it um so then she presented him with the jewels he is thunderstruck because it is in fact a thing and a thing that he wants and he turns to the vizier <laughs> and he's like huh should i give my daughter to this dude he's willing to pay a lot like look at those rocks this, this seems like a good deal to me what do you yeah. think, advisor? Like, do these seem worth a daughter? I don't know. <laughs> probably probably is pretty much worth a daughter. Is he I still... should probably give my daughter for less of these, right? This seems high. <laughs> for a daughter? I know she's precious and all, and no one can look at her, but <laughs> these are some good rocks. That sure. one's shaped like a pear. Sure you ever see that? daughter stock. <laughs> Well, the vizier... What do you think, Vizier? Should I hodl my daughter? <laughs> Is it still the round boy in Jafar? What? <laughs> um, like, it's, it's not favorite. the magician. The Vizier it's and the magician are two different people. It's my favorite morning radio show. <laughs> the round boy in the Jafar. Come Welcome in. back to the round boy in Jafar. <laughs> But that doesn't mean the vizier is not also a magician. 
He's just not the same magician that we know about. Maybe they're twins. Yeah, it's Fajar. They, they haven't said anything about the, the dimensionality of the of the Sultan. Carmen, what did you just say? The Vizier is, is Fajar. Can you put an X in there somewhere? Oh, so, it's, not, so it's Xanort? I'm not norting the, the Vizier. Please nort the Vizier. <laughs> Please, for me. I've been so good today. <laughs> That's patently untrue. <laughs> Maybe he has an X on either side of his oh, name. So that he's we got... also know that he's straight edge. Yeah, he's got the three X's actually on either side. Like like an I-M, like an A-I-M screen name. <laughs> this is Christian name. Um, the vizier wanted this daughter for his own son. So he begged the sultan to withhold her for three months. Um, just to kind of give himself a buffer time to get a cooler present than, than three rocks shaped like fruit. I have to outdo these rocks. The sultan, who likes not thinking for himself, I guess, is like, cool, all right, well, he can marry her, but don't show up again for three months. Sounds good to me. So Aladdin waited patiently for almost three months, but a little bit before the deadline, his mother went into the city to buy some oil... She found everybody celebrating, and she asked, well, What's up? I didn't think it was a holiday. Did I forget? Should I have, should I have planned for that? Ah, oil day. <laughs> and everyone's like, There's a wedding tonight! The princess and the vizier's boy are getting married. Woohoo! Is that a cause to lube up? She's getting oil, probably for normal purposes. <laughs> like cooking or lamps. Oh, um, not, not to... Not to rub all over herself, like so she can slip around like a seal. I mean, she might be well, you doing can't that say too. Say for sure. Yeah, like it doesn't kind of it doesn't really go into what she does for fun. We never find out her hobbies, so. Uh, so she runs home and she tells Aladdin, who's at first overwhelmed, and then he remembers that he has like two trinkets that grant any wish he asks them, which is a hell of a thing to forget. And he hasn't used them for anything other than snackies. <laughs> I bet they could do more than a Lunchable. Huh. What are the the animated, the flat Aladdin, what are his wishes again? One is to, to look like a prince. Mm-hmm. And then it's free the genie. Doesn't he get another one in there? Yeah, he gets that freebie on a technicality first. Yeah, to get them out. <clears throat> yeah, to get out of the oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah the cave. Genuinely can't think of what his yeah. Other I can't wish think is. of what that middle one is. It would have been something like oh, it was the... to rescue him from the being underwater, right? Or was that another freebie? I gotta watch that movie again. Apparently, yeah, it's been a bit. I feel like it was something at the uh, the crisis point because it also caused a didn't it cause a rift between them? Yeah, for a bit. So I don't think it would have been to like save his life because I can't imagine that making the genie pound that and was walk a rift. away. Um, yeah, we gotta watch that movie again. It is. Um, it is to save him from drowning. It is. Is it okay? Yeah, because because genie's like I need I need to hear the words or something like that. Which seems fucked up. <laughs> yeah, because he was able to just like get tricked into doing it before. Suddenly, there's rules. <laughs> um. 
kind of bullshit storytelling is this? So he uh, he uses his wish-granting trinkets, and then Jean asks, Hey, what do you want? And Aladdin says, Well, as you know, because obviously you keep up with things in your lamp or ring or whatever, uh, the sultan broke his promise to me, and the vizier's son is to have the princess. I need you to kidnap both the bride and the bridegroom tonight. That's his solution. Uh-huh. What? Aladdin's solution is to send out two hit men, two hit genies. I think it's just the one hit genie. I think he's using the lamp primarily. And the ring just gets to snooze? Yeah. Um, a hit genie to kidnap the bride and the bridegroom. That's how he's going to solve this problem. Not like call off the wedding not get me all fancy so that I can interrupt the wedding in a dramatic fashion. We're gonna let him get married. But you're gonna kidnap them immediately after. Mm. Cool, whatever, says the genie, because he does not give a shit. There are no genie rules in this one. Oh, he's, he can do the wishes, the more wishes thing. Yeah, there's not, like, a three-wish limit. There's not a, we can't, like, there's no rules. The genie just shows up and is like, yeah, just what do you want? I have to, I'll, I'll do it. I don't care. Um, so Aladdin went to his chamber, and at midnight, the genie transported the bed containing the vizier's son and the princess. Aladdin then told the genie to take the newly married man outside and leave him in the cold and to return at daybreak. Why did we bring him at all? Because I guess Aladdin wants the joy of dumping a strange man whose only crime is marrying a woman he wanted into the cold. But he could have just he could have could have just done that. Could have just done that one. Could have. Yeah, but then then he wouldn't have the joy of I guess seeing saying it out loud in front of him. Uh, then the genie took the vizier's son out of the bed and left Aladdin alone with the princess. Fear nothing, Aladdin said to her, terrifyingly. You are my wife, promised Yeah, I love by... that. Always a good start. Yeah. Help. Help, I don't like it. You are my wife, promised by your unjust father, and no harm will come to you. The princess, as any of us would be, was too frightened to speak and passed the most miserable night of her life while Aladdin lay beside her and slept soundly. Cool, cool, cool. At dawn, the genie fetched in the shivering bridegroom who'd been left out in the cold all night, laid him in his place, and transported the bed back to the palace. (laughs) (laughs) So his punishment was just to be chilly for one night. (laughs) So that morning, the sultan comes in to wish his daughter a good morning. And the unhappy vizier's son jumps up and hides himself from the sultan. And the princess wouldn't say a word. And the sultan was like, aww. He was very sorrowful about his daughter not speaking to him. And the sultan's like, okay, alright, your mom can deal with this. (laughs) (laughs) I've had enough of you. So he calls in in the mom, and mom comes in and, and... as moms are good at doing, gets her to tell the entire story of what happened. 
But mom also doesn't believe her at all. And she says, get your ass out of bed. It was just a dream, idiot. Come on. We talked about how marriage is going to be a whole different frontier. And now you're just panicking. So get up, get dressed. You have princess shit to do. It's 7.46 a.m. And me and your father are already fed up with you. (laughs) So the following night, the exact same thing happened. And in the morning, when she refused to speak, the sultan escalated to threatening to cut off her head. Oh. So his beloved daughter gets like one chance at being moody. But two days of moodiness in a row. That's too much. Yeah. I'm going to count to three, and on the third, when I get to three, you get a beheading. Is it even moodiness, though? It's just like, I don't know, privacy? (laughs) That's the same thing to some parents. Sure. Um, So she told him everything, and said that he could confirm it with a vizier's son, because her mom didn't believe believe her, so uh, she does not have any faith he will either. So the sultan went to tell the vizier to ask his son, because apparently the sultan just doesn't do things. He doesn't have to on his own. And the son owned the truth of all of it to his dad, and he said, Look, I love the princess. She's great. But this is some whack shit, and love is not enough to deal with genie kidnappings and cold nights alone in the desert, so I do want a divorce. Hmm. So the vizier's son's wish was granted and there was an end to the feasting and rejoicing. (laughs) And I think we're going to leave it here for this part and catch up with the second part next week. Which could be about fucking anything at this point. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Uh, so thank you all for for listening. Thank you to Millipedish for suggesting the tale. Oh, I guess before I like launch into the end of this, uh, do you two have commentary on this first half that you would like to get out before the second half? I wish that the genies could like hang out, like talk with each other, shoot the shit. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I want to see a genie union in part two. <laughs> yeah, that's our prediction. Joint prediction. I like that. Genies unionize. I like that Aladdin is dumb enough that, uh, like, he can routinely forget to have that he has wish granting powers and that all he's used them for is food. It's impressive. Yeah, maybe he should. Maybe also one cool wish from Aladdin (laughs) is what, like, just one. They don't even have to be three good ones. All right. So thank you to Millipedish for suggesting this tale. Thank you all for listening. Um, Thank you to all of our patrons for sponsoring and supporting the show. Thank you to our top tier patrons. Nikki, Frog Whisperer, Lucky, Biblio Princess, Hiirius, Midori, Becca, Lobster No Longer, The New and Improved Haley, Thimbles Are a Stitcher's Best Friend, Awkward, Project Bird Fall Informant, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spaghetto popping on off the bang, Caitlin, Danielle, the Wimbus stained red by the balloon wind of clown creation, your girl Olwen, Allie, Knife Dad, Cobus Cat, Vespadesu, Versus, Keeper of Too Many OCs, Pyrus, Jessica, Nathan the Scott, Millipedish, 
deprave, shave, sonic, wave, and other words what rhyme with Dave, Maya, high listus of Wimbus, definitely not Yahweh Yahweh in disguise, a dubious little creature, Haley, Haley Prime, uh, Dominic, Justin, Lily, Izzy, and Jenna. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. We're what the folklore, and that's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.